J&K Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and receive yourself a sweet 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. You're listening to the JNK Podcast, episode 74, Women in Kayfabe. What more do we need? All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the JNK Podcast. What's up, guys? Of course, powered by the Gorilla Position and proud part of the Roar Network. Yes. Now, speaking of Roar Network, start right off the bat, Carl, a huge shout out and a thank you to the Average Marks Podcast, who on their most recent podcast, go to interview Matt Hardy of the WWE. Yeah, amazing, amazing, right. great interview by those guys. It no, was. No, it wasn't great. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. No. Those, those guys over there at mm-hmm. the Average Marks, they are a great couple of guys who have interviewed just. Uh, I mean, so many different big names in in the business. I mean. You're looking Matt Hardy, uh, you know, guys like Sammy Callahan, uh, you know, like just mm-hmm. a lot of like different really good names and not just mainstay people. We're talking indie people and YouTube sensations and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, you guys really have to check out the Average Marks podcast. Yeah, Mike and Patrick over there. And uh, I love the line that they used in their uh, episode uh, when they talked about us as being uh, up here in Canada, as being on the hat of the uh, of the U.S. <laughs> yes. And uh, I think they were a little, they were worried that uh, maybe we would have been offended by that. Absolutely not. No. Uh, almost take that as a compliment, sir. So, uh, so yeah. And, of course, um, with Collar and Elbow, uh, of course, uh, we're sponsors of, of this program here, having a very special promotion uh, going on. Yeah, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. They are at their one-year mark. So Al Snow has created this company, and it has now been one year. And we're proud to say that, as far as we understand, Mm -hmm. we are the very first Collar and Elbow Brand-sponsored podcast. What that gets you guys, because we're a sponsored podcast, is if you use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you are going to get yourself 10% off your entire order. Now, what's amazing about this right now is because it's the one-year anniversary, they are having an up to 75% off promotion going on on their website. I'm taking a look at their website right now, actually, and we're talking like shirts that are starting at like $7.99. We're looking at their beanie cap for the winter time because that's coming up here in Canada for $12.79. The shirt that I'm wearing right now, the Heather Gray, uh, Heather and Black logo shirt, $12.79 American. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, amazing deals right now. And just so you know, that that shirt that I'm wearing right now is actually $20.99 regular. So... You know, you're looking, you know, about 40% off right there, plus an additional 10% off when you use our promo code. So for the of you following around playing the, the, the home game version here, uh, if and maybe if you're not good at math, that means 
85% off on uh, the stuff right now if, if you use our offer code on top of that. That's um, getting close to free, folks. Yeah. Getting close to free. 100%. <laughs> 85% off. That is insane. So uh, there, there's tons of good stuff there. Go in, uh, in and check that out because, uh, yeah, it's one of the hottest brands in um, professional wrestling right now. So you see names all over the, some of the biggest names as well. So Speaking of Average Marks and Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. Matt Hardy wears collar and elbow brand. Absolutely. Nia Jax wears collar and elbow mm-hmm. brand. The Hurricane, Shane Helms, wears yes. collar and elbow brand. Yep. Right? So the easiest way for you guys to find collar and elbow brand stuff is to go to our social media sites. We're talking Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those you can find at JK Podcasts. Now, each one of those Social media sites will have a link attached to it that will take you directly to the collar and elbow store that we help them provide. Yeah, you'll see a posting. Uh, it'll be on Facebook and uh, the grill position as well. You'll see the um, the uh, product of the week on there, and it's going to link you right through. And um, yeah, then it'll allow you to. Um to set that up through us and all that to, to give us uh, that as well. So it, we make it nice and easy for you there as well. So. That's right. So yeah, Color and Elbow brand, make sure and go and uh, check them out. And uh, 10% on top of that uh, 75% now is just a ridiculous uh, offer that uh, is a, almost impossible to, to say no to. That's right. All right, so another week is coming on here, Carl. And lots going on in the professional wrestling world including some sadness this week actually all happening kind of a one day here um we have uh, three big names in the business uh passing away we did we did um a couple of them were you know i wouldn't say coming but we they were getting older right you know brickhouse brown yep we knew was was kind of getting there right um, Nikolai, um, we knew that that one, you know, at some point was, was good, was going to be coming. Right. One of the great old school heels, uh, with Iron Sheik and whatnot. And, uh, like he was just a, like one of the, a de- true legend is the best way to kind of put it in the professional wrestling world. Pioneer. Yes. And of course, um, definitely the, the big news, um, happening recently, Brian Christopher, uh, yes, passing away. So those yeah. who don't know the name Brian Christopher, you may know him from the name Grandmaster Sexy. Absolutely. Now I figured as a little bit of a tribute, we would uh, look back on a on a pretty cool moment in 2014. WWE did Old School Raw, and uh, this was um, a matchup between. Well, this is the the entrance of them coming out uh, to two or to sorry to have a match against uh, 3MB, which at the time was Jinder Mahal. Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre. Yes. Previously in WWE. So let's uh, take a look at uh, the entrance uh, from uh, a returning Too Cool. Is that a peach? Is it a herb reference? <laughs> I think so. I can't believe you even know that. Oh, here we go! And their opponents, Rikishi. There's our man! Sky Too Hot Eight, Grand too cool. You know this is the first time in 13 and a half years that Too Cool and Rikishi are teaming up for six-man tag team action on Monday Night Raw. How they do the last time they teamed up? You want to talk about old school? You don't know these. They what? Okay, will it be? I'm sure. 
You want to talk about old school? Yes, I do. Two it's minutes. old school, bro. No, I don't, Bobby. I want to talk about NASA Moon Rover. Who the hell do you think I want to talk about? Yes, I want to talk about old school. Everything we're doing is old school. Hashtag old school. Everything we've done is old school. No, Michael, I want to talk about the space project for Elon Musk. So, Too Cool debuted on Sunday Night Heat. Entrance there from Too Cool on uh, Old School Raw. And, you know, uh, back when they were really active, you know, during the latter part of the Attitude Era, you know, one of the few teams to give, you know, the Hardys and uh, Edge and Christian a run for their money. They were a lot better than I think a lot of people gave them credit for. 100% they were. I mean, you take a look at uh, Too Cool and they were they were kind of like the B team is today. Mm-hmm. Um, they were kind of the mid card guys, but they really knew how to work. And I have to say, especially Brian Christopher, um, those of you who might not know, Brian Christopher is actually the son mm-hmm. of Jerry, the King Lawler. So he essentially grew up in the business and really learned from probably the best in the business, not just being Jerry, but being mm-hmm. everybody that Jerry would have worked with. Now, looking back, and I actually went back and looked at this last night. I don't know if you remember this particular bit here, but um, going back, and I believe it was right around this uh, same time from the clip that we played here, that uh, it was another time, you know, we've talked previously on this program of moments that have blurred the lines between, you know, kayfabe and reality. There was a bit that was done, and this was involved a lot of the uh, announcers and the commentators at the time, you know, uh, Michael Cole, JR, and I think Josh Matthews was there at the time. Yeah. And they really uh, went, you know, for the heartstrings with uh, with Jerry and, uh, and Brian. And uh, it's one of those moments, even when I go back and look at it now, it's like, I don't know if that was storyline or if that was any of it was legitimate or not. You know, that was a real kind of moment like, um, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? You yeah, know, didn't know if it was real or not. And, you know, looking back on that, was it a good or a bad thing? Yeah, it's tough to say, you know, those involved would know better. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, I like those moments that uh, where you're not sure because it because yeah. uh, nowadays, you know, we might get to, to this later in the in the program here. Those moments where we 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 miss those times where we don't know if things are legitimate or not, because that's harder to pull off these days. It definitely is. And I mean, that's something that we have talked about on previous podcasts. Uh, You can go back. I think the last uh, three or four podcasts that we've done, we've sort of touched on on that uh, Mm -hmm. subject a little bit. One of them, we went kind of a little bit more in depth with it. But yeah, I mean, just that is something that I feel is missing Mm -hmm. and happy that it was happening. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, just all in all. The entire thing and the events that happened, uh, you know, surrounding all three of these, you know, passings is something that a lot of people in the in the pro wrestling world really it hit a lot of them hard. And you can really see that in some of the posts and stuff that were done on uh, Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram even as well. Former guest Jeff Jarrett, of course, spoke on his relationship with, uh, with Brian Christopher because he was uh, very close personal friends with him and, and worked with them and whatnot. And so here's you know quote right from a Twitter post from Jeff Jarrett. I woke up Sunday morning in London with many, many texts of the initial report on Brian. And over the next few hours, I had the time to reflect on all the years that I've known Brian. Our fathers were business partners for many years, and that's how we initially met. From our first times together in USWA, there were always two things you could count on him to do. One, 
He was always going to make you laugh no matter what was going on. And two, when he stepped into the ring, he was going to let his incredible charisma shine through. His infectious laugh, at times really annoying, his athletic ability, and his knack for making everyone in the match better. For about three years, I wrestled with or against Brian more than anybody during that time, and I became a better professional wrestler because of it. And it continues on. It says, over the years... The Brian I and so many more new became covered up in life. The disease of addiction is real. It's very dark and it's fatal if left untreated. Brian, love you and I will miss you, my friend. I pray your soul is finally at peace. And then it has a hashtag RIP Brian Christopher Lawler. And then a, a picture of the two of them from those USWA days and a, a really good picture. Um, just both guys in their element. Yeah. So, so yeah, from former guest Jeff Jarrett, um, yeah, some very, some very kind words and uh, fond memories of working with Brian Christopher because he really was one of those guys I think that doesn't get the credit for being the talent. That no, he, was. he he really doesn't. And I mean, he one hundred percent he was. Unfortunately, he was kind of kept at that, you know, like mid card level. Um, but I mean, he just was all around. Like I, I, I said before, kind of trained by the best yep. in the business, um, not just his dad, but like <laughs> trained by everyone that would have been around him. I'm sure as a kid, he was in there rolling around what, mm-hmm. during setup and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Sad day. Sad day. You know, uh, losing all three guys all in one shot. You know, the, the, as you had mentioned before we recorded that things seem to happen in threes. And, you know, that was definitely the case here. So uh, three uh, names that will no longer be with us. That's which, right. Uh, which kind of sucks, to be honest with you. Now, Monday Night Raw last night, some interesting things happening, you know. And we're going to play, we'll play a sound clip here and we'll, we'll kind of uh, talk about it here. But, uh, you know, this just this one bit in itself here, you know, leading up to SummerSlam, you know, I really haven't been jazzed. I haven't been really excited for anything yep. coming up with, <laughs> with SummerSlam. But this one bit has me uh, kind of has my uh, kind of my ears kind of perked up when I when I saw this and heard this so we'll, we'll play this bit and we'll talk a little bit more about it here did you get paid did you get my money yes you've, you're here you've honored your contractual obligations here it is true I know I have a contract with you and thank you for all of these years of allowing me to be under contract with you. But I also have a contract with WWE that allows me to have a contract with you. And if you don't go out to the ring tonight, Kurt Angle's gonna fire me. If Kurt Angle fires me, I can't do my job for you. So please, I'm asking you, just go out to the ring for a minute for no other reason but because you're my friend. Oh, God. Let's get something straight. We're not friends, Paul. You work for me. I don't work for you. Do you understand? Yes. Speaking of... How long you been leeching off me anyway? Huh? How long? I suggest you march your ass out there and do your job. 
Do you understand? Yes, sir. Okay, 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 okay. So there we go. Finally, seeing what we need to be seeing in a Brock Lesnar. You know, this, uh, you know, le- actually the letting him talk and actually do some of this stuff himself, you know, has me somewhat interested in, in this uh, whole scenario going into SummerSlam now. Yeah, it definitely does. It was very nice to see that uh, Brock finally is, you know, I, I wouldn't say coming out of his shell, but I mean, really, he is with the um, <clears throat> promo. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly what it was with the promo that that he just did there that's something that we really have not seen from Brock Lesnar is um speaking mm-hmm. right because that hasn't been one of his strong points throughout his entire career no. uh so thankfully maybe he's been working on it maybe he's been getting some coaching or whatever it is but we're starting to see Brock Lesnar kind of come into his own when it comes to the promo work that was done and this here, you Brock did so well with that. I have to give him kudos. You mm-hmm. felt the emotion sitting there listening and watching that. You just you felt and you you tensed up a little bit too when, you know, yeah. Brock Lesnar, you guys couldn't see the video, but Brock kind of grabbed Paul Heyman by yeah. <laughs> by his uh by his uh, suit jacket there and like pulled him in and yeah. was like forceful with him and you know, stuff like that. And it was you you could see the emotion. You could see it and feel it and it was very nice to finally see because this is likely going to be the main event of SummerSlam, so they need to do stuff like this to to get us interested in it so a good step there keep going with it the up into SummerSlam. keep going with it oh 100 percent, and i hope they do hopefully hopefully because you know like i said you know SummerSlam has me so underwhelmed right now do more of this kind of stuff please wwe so a good thing that uh, wwe is is doing is uh, we heard more about the women's pay-per-view coming up here Yes, we have. Um, Evolution is what it's being called. Uh, Finally, finally, the WWE is coming and doing an all-women's pay-per-view. It's been a long time coming, considering other companies have been doing this before. You've got uh, Shimmer is a legitimate company that's out there that has only women in it. Mm -hmm. You've got impact wrestling that has done, uh, all female pay-per-views, right. And, and they've worked, they have worked 100% because they have the talent and they have the, the, the women workers who are able to do it. Now that WWE has so many female talents there and good talent, Mm -hmm. It is so nice to finally see that this is coming to fruition. So some more of the details about this. This is going to happen October 28th in Long Island, New York at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And the number that that I heard Stephanie use, 50 women's wrestlers are going to be involved in this pay-per-view. Wow. So that, that is a huge number. And, you know, no real matches confirmed. Um, we, we do know that... Whether or not they're going to be in a match capacity or whatnot, we know that uh, Lita, Trish Stratus, and Beth Phoenix will uh, take part in the event in some capacity. Nice. Uh, the to-be-announced matches, of course, the Raw Women's Championship match, SmackDown Women's Championship match, the NXT Women's Championship match, the WWE United Kingdom Women's Championship match. So we're going to see a new title there. Nice. And the finals for the May Young 
the 2018 May Young Classic Tournament, which we'll get into more about that as well. Yes. Up, uh, shortly. But uh, yeah, 50 women wrestlers involved in this pay-per-view. It's going to be huge. And hopefully this is something that, that they pull off. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't, um, you know, I, I think... If I'm not mistaken, I think over on the uh, on the Going Home podcast with the with with Mike and Ryan, they they can refer to this as that they, you know, they we don't want to see this descend into like what they did with One Night Stand with with the the ECW thing mm. where they where they kind of you know they they got so excited about it and then they did them too many of them and then people were like oh, you know it, it 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 kind of got annoying yeah so hopefully I would rather see this be pulled off as a big one time thing and just blow us right out of the water than to have it be just kind of watered down and spread over too many. I get what you're saying mm-hmm. and I disagree. Okay. Um, I would like to see it a yearly event. Yeah. Right. Uh, when when Impact Wrestling has done them, mm-hmm. I have looked forward to great another year, yeah. and 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 I'm going to be able to see an all female pay per view again. Right. It was something for me to look forward to, knowing that over this year they're building storyline, they're building characters, they're doing all of this to all culminate at this one pay-per-view for the female talent mm-hmm. to be able to showcase them on a yearly basis in their own pay-per-view I think is amazing. And I hope that they do continue with it yearly, not every couple of months no. or every 4 months or something like that because you're right, that would be too watered down, people will get sick and tired of it. But once a year, they, I think that they really do need an all-female pay-per-view. I'm I'm cool with the the once a year thing, but uh, any more than that, and you know, and I think maybe going a little too far, like if they try and go for maybe like their own women's weekly show, you know, then I, I think that's maybe go, going a little too far with that. I don't think that you know for the weekly content, I think they're 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 just fine, you know, on NXT, NXT over in the UK and Raw and SmackDown. Yes, to do their own brand every week, I think is just going to be too much. It's going to be it'll end up being too much of a good thing if that makes sense. A hundred percent, it makes sense, and I. <laughs> To that point, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk some more women's wrestling, but we're going to take a short break here, and we're going to uh, listen to some people that uh, we know around the world network here. What's up? It's Mikey O from the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find us at AverageMarks.com, on Facebook and Twitter at The Average Marks. Look, Patrick and myself, we don't claim to be insiders. We're just two average Joes who love the wrestling business, and we talk about our passion on a weekly podcast. We've interviewed some of the biggest names in wrestling today, WWE superstar Elias and Broken Matt Hardy, Sammy Callahan, The Draw, Johnny Impact, Austin Aries, Impact commentator Josh Matthews, YouTube superstar Matt Zion from Reckless Eating, and the list goes on and on and on, and it will not stop there. So, if you want to listen to a podcast that's just as passionate about the wrestling business as you are, check us out, AverageMarks.com. Facebook and Twitter, at The Average Marks. And we're a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com. AverageMarks.com. This is CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you're listening to my preferred podcast, the J&K Podcast. 
Make sure to check us out live on our next tour as CDB presents WWE legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake October 22nd to November 21st on the Strutton and Cutting Tour. guys big joe and carl careful back here and of course you heard there from we mentioned at the beginning of the show the average marks again big thanks to them for a shout and you know the least we could do of course is return the favor to let you know about them as well oh yeah and of course danny duggan cw coming back here in november that's set up to be an amazing show like we had mentioned last week they, we're gonna have the whole kingdom here from roh as well as everything else yeah you know yeah next week there might, be more there might be more netted next week who knows yeah you never know so there's a it's, it's, it's getting to be a big show and uh, if you're in the sault ste marie area make sure and go check that out in november now of course we were talking about some women's wrestling before the break another huge thing set up to happen and this is coming very very soon the 2018 may young classic that's right and i mean we're so excited about this this is another way for the wwe to really showcase the female talent that they have uh not even just talent that is in the wwe right now but we're looking at talent that is going to be in wwe uk we're looking at talent from england from japan from scotland from the u.s from india from portugal from china from australia from brazil (laughs) from wales from puerto rico and from canada yeah very well represented you know worldwide this time you know that that was a slouch the last time but i mean there are a ton of countries on here we're going to go through some of uh, the list here and this is only 25 of them there's still seven spots that are still open here (laughs) just to keep in mind after we go through this list here right at the very top a very interesting very cool name ashley rain Representing yes. the USA. Now, if you're wondering if that name sounds kind of familiar, it's because it is. This is actually Madison Rain, former Impact Knockout champion. That's right. Amazing name to start off the whole thing with to really have on this program. I mean, she has done a lot in the world of professional wrestling. And like you alluded to, you know, working with Impact Wrestling, holding the belt over there. I mean, she is a talent of talents right there. And so happy that I'll be able to see her working in a WWE ring, doing some Mae Young Classic. Right behind her, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, most notably has done work for Impact and Ring of Honor. Another big, big name uh, set to be involved here. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that she was part of the uh, part of one of the Tough Enough series as well, so. and has done work with NXT. And if I mispronounce this name here, I apologize ahead of time. Uh, I believe it's Io or Io Shirai from over in Japan. She's a, a big star over there. Yes, who is uh, currently signed with NXT. She's going to be part of that as well. Uh, Isla Dawn from Scotland. Uh, Jesse Alaban from uh, the U.S. From England, her name is Ginny. Ginny, yep. Don't know much about her. Have you seen any of her work? I have not seen any of her work. Um, I've heard about her work, Mm -hmm. but I have not actually seen any as of yet. A very interesting name, the next one here, Casey K. 
Kata, Kata, uh, I can mispronounce Catanzaro. Now, if that name sounds kind of familiar, if you have cable TV and if you watched American Ninja, she was actually one of the first, I believe, the first woman to make it to the finals of that. Yep. So she uh, is going to be part of this. So that that's an interesting name. Another interesting one right behind her, formerly with the WWE, we have Caitlin. Yes. Going to be part of this uh, tournament. Yeah, very, Celeste. Very interesting. Yeah. Karen Q from China. Yep. We have Kavita Devi from India. She is actually going to be the first Indian-born female wrestler to compete in WWE. Yes, she is. So that's very interesting there. Killer Kelly from Portugal. Yes. Uh, that, that name just sounds intimidating. <laughs> uh, Lacey Lane from the U.S. Uh, Mako Satomura. Yep. I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. You are. <laughs> these are these foreign countries from, from Japan, of course. Um, coming back for the Mayon Classic Mercedes Martinez. Thank you. Yes, she is uh, very, very good. We have Mia, Mia Yim, who, if you don't know who that is, she was actually another Impact women wrestler known as Jade. Yep. In, in Impact. So a good uh, veteran and there. Again, well. thankful for her coming back mm-hmm. as well. Skip over this one for a moment. Okay. Yes. Priscilla Kelly from the U.S. Uh, Raina Gonzalez from the from the U.S. as well. Rhea Ripley from Australia. Yes. Uh, coming back for the May Young Classic again. Tainara Conti. Uh, Thank who, you. Yes, she's a very talent who's been <laughs> largely overlooked to, to this uh, point. So hopefully she gets uh, some recognition that she deserves. Tegan Knox from Wales. Tony Storm, very notably from Australia. She is a big, big name that... Uh, Sadly, needs a push big time. So hopefully they uh, we can see more of her because she's a huge talent competing in the Mayan Classic for a second time as well. Zia Brookside. Yep. And I'm not even going to try. Do you want to try and pronounce the last name? Uh, Zixis. From Puerto Rico. Yes. And I believe that she is uh, very much like a princessa. Kind of, uh, yes. We're going to get that luchador uh, presence as well. Now, the name that we skipped past is actually representing Canada. That's right. And that is Nicole Matthews. So yes. Finally, we have a women's wrestler <laughs> representing Canada in the Mayon Classic. So looking forward to see you know, what she is capable of doing there. Yeah. I mean, she has amazing talent. She's worked with Shimmer. Um, she's worked with the elite Canadian championship wrestling. Um, like she, she has really done a lot when it comes to, uh, wrestling in Canada and wrestling outside of Canada for different, uh, larger promotions like Shimmer. So it's, yep. it's so nice to see her finally getting some recognition on what some would call the big stage of the WWE because she is so deserving of it. Now, knowing that, you know, we still have seven names that are going to go in here, based off of this list, who would be your pick to take this whole thing here? Just off of the ones that we, we know that are, are happening here. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, I Myself, I believe the WWE has better things coming for Tony Storm. Oh, yeah. Um, Tanea Conte, I would love to see mm-hmm. as the winner of this one. Um, I know it's going to sound kind of racist, but I would rather see somebody from North America win at this time. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, 
there's so many names on there though. I mean, Nicole Matthews, obviously just, you know, representing Canada. Yeah. That's, you know, an obvious pick that we would love to see That'd go cool. on, you know, further into the, the competition. But I mean, it's so hard. There's so much good talent that is in this list. And like you said, we still have seven more names to come. So we really have no clue who these people are going to be as of yet. But if they're anything like the names on this list, yeah. welcome. For me, if I were to pick somebody, like you said, it's very difficult to pick out this list because there's a tremendous amount of talent just in this partial list here. I would say either Ashley Rain or Tony Storm. Okay. But, um, you know, as for the, the, those seven names... Any any ideas for who could possibly come in there? I I have had ideas, and I'm hoping, really, really hoping the WWE does not go this way. Um, this this was my initial thought when I found out and realized that there was seven more names to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the stars of Glow, mm. right? Well, that could be. It, it it would it would be kind of interesting, but I think yeah. it would be too. I don't want to say commercialized, but I I, yeah. I don't think that it would be a good thing for these women that they are trying to showcase right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now there is one person from the Netflix series Glow that I yep. would like to see in this competition, and those who our impact wrestling fans will know her as awesome Kong. Mm. Those who are WWE fans would know her as karma. That'd be Um, huge. That, that would be, and I would love, yeah, literally (laughs) huge. Um, I, I would, I would love to see Kong or karma as part of this event. I would even, you know, let me throw this out there as an idea because I know last year they did like the whole roll call. Like they had everybody out there and they kind of introduced them one by one. I'm thinking maybe this year, those last seven, you keep maybe a mystery okay. to, to the event. Would that, to me, that, that, that would just, I don't, knowing me, I like the element of that surprise, that to maybe keep those last few ones maybe a mystery and, and then have those kind of surprise entrance. You definitely could do that. The yeah. only problem with that is that they're going to have to be established people already. True. Because we would know absolutely yeah. nothing about if they were to take some somebody from an independent over in the UK or somebody from, you know, a different yeah. country, right? That's the only issue that I see with that is yeah. that if they keep these ones a secret, it means that they're going to be somebody like a Trish or Alita or a Molly Holly or a yeah. Stacey Keebler or a Tori Wilson or something like that, yeah. right? Now, two one, um, possibilities I'd like to see, you know, included in that seven. You know, whether or not they're possible or not, it remains to be seen. But I'll throw a couple names out there that I'd like to see involved in this. First one from, from Ring of Honor, Kelly Klein. If you have a chance to, to, if you've seen some of her work, I think she would be excellent in this. Yeah. You know, and, you know, of course, you know, WWE has been known to take some of Ring of Honor's talent. Whether something like that could be possible, we'll see. Um, another one, this would be coming from Impact Wrestling, believe it or not. I would love to see Rosemary a part of this. Yeah. You know, <sighs> giving her current status right now, kind of up, up, up in the air, you know, possibly maybe still injured. Who knows if maybe that, that's a work to, to be involved in this. I mean, it might get... Wow. I mean, it'd just be amazing to see her involved. And I think, but in that character. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. She definitely would have to be in that character. And uh, I mean, people would, would kind of wonder, oh, what can she do afterwards? Blah, 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 whatever. Right. If you followed Impact Wrestling and followed anything that, that she has done, yep. you would know that she was part of a group called the Menagerie. Mm-hmm. And the WWE almost has their own little version of the Menagerie yep. with Eric Young. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you've you've got Eric Young's group. Yeah that rosemary could come in and be a part of Mm -hmm. right to kind of build that one up a little bit stronger not that it really needs it because i mean those guys are amazing on their own but that could be a way for her to actually come in and you know be part of the wwe if her contract and and stuff is done with impact right but uh, no, did that that involved uh, Crazy Steve over in uh, Impact or anything yes. as well, right? Yeah, which he had kind of a short uh, thing going WWE too, and I, I I don't know what happened with that, but uh, there's a kind of a connection there too. I mean, to see both of those two in WWE, and could you imagine you know, maybe as like a tag team or a match together, like uh, Rosemary against or with Nikki Cross or something like that? That, that yeah. could be interesting, right? Interesting. It definitely could be. So. Now, since we're throwing names out there and. and we've kind of gone to, you know, you went to ring of honor, you went to impact wrestling, um, as, as just a one-off and maybe just name to be there. Um, I would love to see, and because we have Madison rain there, Mm -hmm. I would love to see velvet sky. Ooh. Right. Hmm. Right. That would be interesting. You know, given that, uh, I believe her staff currently is retired. But yep, um, it is knowing that, uh, you know, obviously her husband, Bully Ray or uh, Bubba Dudley yep. you know, has a relationship with the WWE. Yeah, that, that could be a very interesting surprise there. And let's throw in Angelina Love. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we can bring back a WWE reincarnation for one night only yeah. of the beautiful people. Well, I mean, and that would be right up WWE's alley. Cause I mean, they're, they're known to do this kind of stuff. So right? th- it fits. <laughs> it does. Right. So yeah, that would be very cool to see whether it happens or not. You know, we shall see, we shall see. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and this is, you know, really positive. Cause I mean, we spent quite a bit of time talking about wins wrestling there and it really shows you just of, of where it's, come from and where we're at right now i mean because we've literally gone to where it's been like you know literally like you know just joke matches with some Mm -hmm. of uh, the stuff with the 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 whole diva era with pillow fights and like uh, mud wrestling matches and that kind of stuff it really descended down into uh, stuff that uh, we just didn't care about to now it's taking up the majority of this episode here today yeah so it's it's really good to see you know, WWE is doing some good stuff with this. Just don't mess it up. Yeah, I, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you know what? Honestly, it this whole women's revolution has, has been going on for a couple of years now. And I don't think that they've really done anything bad with it. No. I mean, coming in, having that whole revolution happen to having these, uh, you know, a couple of uh, three women... Uh, teams come in right kind of kind of giving giving them the same stuff that the men would have right to to coming to the may young classic right having their own type of uh tournament now to the pay-per-view that they're gonna have for themselves wwe right now is actually doing a i feel a very good thing with the women talent that they have and like you said, I hope that they don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. But over the last couple of years, I think that they've really been going in a good direction and are are doing their best not to mess it up. 
let me throw this out there as a possibility because I know we've talked about this before, and we said no, no, definitely, you know, this isn't going to happen yet. Let me throw this out there, out here again. Is there a possibility at WrestleMania this year that we could finally see the women headlining or main eventing WrestleMania? Is that could this be the year? I don't think that this will be the year. Um, on our last episode, if you guys haven't listened, go back and listen to it. We we discussed the possibility of WWE doing two mm-hmm. WrestleManias in a year. I think if we come to a point where there's going to be two WrestleManias in a year, then I could see the women being a main event on one of those two WrestleManias. Um, I... WWE is doing these little things, these little steps, and I don't think that they are really at the point where they're going to do a women's main event at WrestleMania yet. I would definitely agree. We're we're close. We're on the verge of it happening. But I would say, for me personally, I think we're at least two to three years away from that happening. It's going to, I think it's going to happen. Yep. It's just a matter of things lining up properly and having the right talent in the right place at the right time. I would definitely agree. I think now is a little too soon. We're, we're very, very close, yep. but not quite yet. That's right. Not quite yet. Now, I think that for the last topic for the show here, Carl, I think we'll talk about something. I think it's, I think it's pretty important. And, you know, most recently, you know, this, uh, this kind of happened and, what I'm getting at here is um, spoilers and social media kind of killing the mystery of pro wrestling a little bit. I mean, we saw this most notably with WWE. I think I bl- believe this came right from WWE and then posting that Tommaso Ciampa had won the NXT title before it even aired on the WWE Network. That's right. They did. Um, WWE, actually, if you have WWE app on your phone, you get, you know, notifications and stuff. And I had received a notification from the WWE app saying Tommaso Ciampa took out Aleister Black and won the NXT championship. And this was, I believe, a week before we actually got to see it on TV. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't have to watch now because, well, I already know what's happening. It's one thing for a spoiler to come from one of these aggregate sites like No DQ or uh, Russell Zone or any of these kind of things, but when it's coming right from the source, right from WWE, what is going on that you're spoiling your own content? What's the thought process there? Maybe they're thinking that hey, if numbers are down, uh, you know, if viewership is down, hey, if we announce and and tell people, hey, you know, this guy just won the belt from this guy. Make sure you tune in next yeah. Wednesday to watch NXT and see it all happen, yeah. right? I mean, it's it's a weird scenario because, I mean, you're going to go into already knowing who's going to win, which is already going to, you know, for those who like to, to criticize wrestling, it's already going to make that worse. Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I guess I could kind of see that because you want to go and see how it kind of unfolded. But then, you know, at some point it's going to get to that point to where you know where it's going to lead to. Yep. You know, and, and that's the problem. And when it's coming right from the company that, that's doing it, it's troublesome. Really. Are they going to start doing this more often? Like, oh. You know what? I, it's, I don't like this. I think they probably are because yeah. we saw this as well with the NXT Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Right? Um, so, I mean... They lost the belts. Yeah. And then like two days later, we got a notification or I think it was even the next day we got another notification saying that the belts were won back. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, I'm seeing more and more of it. I don't like it. I would rather 
the element of surprise when I go and watch an episode of NXT mm -hmm. as opposed or WWE or, or any any of the promotions. Um, I would rather the element of surprise and, and not know. Uh, unfortunately, we live in the age of the Internet and where, you know, news travels quicker than the speed of light. So literally, <laughs> really, I don't I don't think there's anything that we can do about it unless we kind of just delete everything and <laughs> become a hermit and just watch. Right. It's, you know, the social media part of it that we're talking about here, it, it's, it really is a double-edged sword because yeah, some, a lot of this kind of stuff gets spoiled, but you know, at the same time on, on a positive thing, you know, we have access to, you know, the, these people personally, like for interviews and seeing what they're going on, you know, it's unprecedented. Like before, you know, we, there was really, it was very hard to contact some of these people in the business, you know, and, you know, we've had, you know, with the reason that we had before, you know, we've been able to, like, for me personally, I, I got to talk to Teddy Long personally on the phone. That would never would have been possible before <laughs> the area of social media. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's great in that respect, you know, to be able to, to contact these people and whatnot. But, you know, on the flip side, it just, it's the whole, you know, and it's getting to the kayfabe discussion again, but uh, the whole mystery is like, it, it's, and I, I don't know long term what the, the damage could be for this for the business. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't either. I mean, it's... Because you know, so, there's so much good and there's so much bad at the same time. You know, that, that's the frustrating part about it, you know, because it, it helps a lot of these wrestlers make a name for themselves. You know, social media is a very powerful thing to get your name out there, to get booked, you know, especially in the, in the indie scene. But at the same time, you know, we see so much that gets spoiled at the same time. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very difficult thing to be in. Um uh, unfortunately time will tell i mean that's yep. really all all there there is that we can really say about that right but yep. yeah yeah we're at the point of no return with the social media thing you know we're in deep in it now but uh you know hopefully just you know it's not gonna you know cause a huge decline or to damage the, the business permanently in the long term because you know it's something that you know we want to see you know when we're you know, in when the next generation comes it's still going to be something that people are going to want to be interested in very true. And, and I think you're really going to see it become more prevalent in within the next generation. Yeah. I, I think you're really going to start to see a decline in viewership and you're going to see an increase in, you know, looking at the spoilers and looking at the yeah. results and, and, and stuff like that. Is it going to hurt the business? I, I honestly, I think so. At some point down the line, it possibly will. But then on the flip side, you you're going to have these people that want to go to the events mm -hmm. that are going to spend the money to go and see these people live because they're either reading about them or catching a glimpse of them on a television program here and there. Right. So it's, it's, you know, it's a scale and, you know, it, really it kind is. of weighs on one side, but then you put something in, it weighs on the other side. Right. So it, it kind of balances itself out at the end of the day, but really at any point it could go to one side or the other from my perspective like you really see like with the independent scene it really seems to be a good thing and a very positive thing lets them get out there like i said to get promoted and whatnot and then on wwe it really seems to be a hindrance with some of these people on social media uh, i think that's where you see the real division happen is that it's something that uh, you know we you know when you see a storyline going on and then you go on Twitter and you see these two people having an ice cream or something together and it's like what you know like it, it's you know, I don't know if it's something that WWE should maybe start restricting some of that kind of stuff. But, you know, then again, that gets into freedom of speech debates and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a tough scenario. It really it is. is. 
And and I think to to your point there, the WWE is a publicly traded company, right? Yep. And, and they have people that they have to answer to, mm-hmm. right? They have their shareholders that they have to answer to. So if they're if their shareholders are going, why aren't these people, you know, whatever, why aren't we seeing them together? Why aren't, why isn't this, why isn't that right? Then WWE kind of has to, you know, loosen up those reins a little bit. Um, Would I prefer it to be back in like the NWA territory days where, you know, the face and the heel weren't seen together ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would love that. But coming to this day and age, reality TV, all of this different stuff, you know, doing the ride alongs and doing the table for threes and, you know, stuff like that. It kind of, you kind of can't with the WWE anymore. Yep. They've kind of created their own monster there, so to speak, you know, and, you know, Looking at it, I mean, I think, you know, the only kind of solution, and it would be completely absurd, but, I mean, you would just have to kill any kind of storyline. Be just, okay, no storylines, let's just wrestle. Because then there, there's no other way to, to keep that stuff secretive now because everybody's on social media. That's right. You know, so you'd have to go for, like, a total, just a real wrestling type thing and not have any storylines whatsoever. And, I mean, and obviously, though, that would be extremely damaging to the person because that's, yeah. that's a huge part of it. You know, as well. So it's something that you know, we'll just have to kind of keep our eye on going forward. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, because it's it, wrestling's in a, in a weird place right now because there's so much of it that's good. And, that, you know, the social media thing is just, it's right on the verge of really causing some serious damage. And I definitely don't want to see that happen. I think the best way that we can describe it is hashtag bring back kayfabe. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's it'd be so tough to do now, nowadays. So tough. You know, they would literally have to stay off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> literally stay off the internet. And of course, you know, obviously well, they're, they're too far for that to happen. Uh, we're we're going to go a little bit longer with this episode today, yeah. but I, I so, so I'm going to bring this up. No, you don't have to stay off the internet. Yeah. Take a look at somebody like Sammy Callahan. Okay. Mm. He uses the internet to his advantage. Sure. He will go out there and he will trash talk over Twitter, yep. over Facebook, over Insta, over whatever social media that he has available, and that keeps kayfabe. He is Very the heel. He is going out there and using that social media to his advantage and calling out these other guys and, you know, saying, hey, I broke your neck or I, I you know, I broke this over your back and, you know, who do you think you are? And he's, he's using it in a positive way. Yep. way to help build himself, his character, and to keep face with kayfabe. That was a very good point. He is very, very good at that. Oh, he's amazing and, at that. Uh, yeah, that, that would be a good solution. You know, you would essentially have everybody stay in character all the time. And, that's right. And, and arguably, that's how it should be anyways. Yes. You know, when, when you're in that business, you know, and most notably, like you mentioned, Sammy Callahan, a lot of these uh, Mexican wrestlers were very, very good at Pentagon Jr. Some of these, like I mentioned on a previous episode, I don't know which one you go back and listen, but that, you know, he does, his, his real name is even a public record and he's not yeah. the only one. There's some other ones that, that do this, you know, so that, you know, secrecy, I, I think can, can be kind of kept if, if a lot more of these guys and girls, stay in character more often, yeah. you know, because then even if you're on social media, you know, then it's still somewhat believable. That's right. So, you know, whether or not that can be pulled off, you know, that's tough, 
But um, I think Moore should kind of you know use that Sammy Callahan uh, you know model Tommaso Ciampa and these guys could yeah. you know, go down that same uh, path. I mean, there's another guy too, by the way, you know, off in a tangent there that great way of being a heel you know yeah. oh yeah i wouldn't say similar to sammy callahan but i mean a guy who just comes out to no entrance music you know and immediately the fans are like boo the heel right? yeah and that's the way it, that it should be you know and uh, those people are just you know especially the heels need to stay in character more often when they're not in front of the camera and you talk about uh, tomaso champa um he does use social media to his advantage yep. just like sam callahan does sam callahan goes a little bit I, I wouldn't say extreme but he goes a little bit more r-rated mm-hmm. with his stuff that he puts out there he he does use you know the curse words and he yep. does you know profanity and stuff like that whereas uh, tomaso really doesn't but he still uses it to his advantage, gets his point across, and within the tweets and, and stuff that he puts out, you know he's the heel. And to go right along with that, I might as well mention this too. And I don't know if you've had a chance to, to hear some of this exchange between Tama Tonga and Roman Reigns. Because uh, it's starting to cross promotions now, which I think could be a really, really good thing mm-hmm. done properly. But I will also mention that go and listen to anything that Tomatonga has done, and especially this most recent thing. He he is he's a very good heel. You know, he's very intense in the ring like that. But at the same time, and maybe it's just me, when he starts talking, I almost kind of chuckle because his voice, like when you when you look at him, you're expecting something else to come out of his mouth. Yeah, and it's I won't say it's like you know Mighty Mouse like high pitched. But it's almost comical. Yes. To hear him talk at the same, you could tell he's trying to be very intense, and yeah, he uses some foul language. At the same time, I'm kind of almost at the same like, you yep. know, like I almost I don't do a spit take listening to him talk. But um, you know, great back and forth, you know, between him and Roman Reigns. You know, I, I, believe it or not, aren't they related somehow through like mother of another, uh, you know, brother of another mother or something like that? You know, I, I honestly don't know. I have to look um, into that. I, I want to bring up the point that that the reason that this is happening with yeah. with the Tonga and Roman Reigns thing is because of social media. Yep. And because of the voice of the fans mm-hmm. who have put out there, wow, wouldn't it be awesome to see Tama Tonga versus Roman Reigns? And it went out viral. It mm-hmm. was a hashtag. It was, you know, put out there by a ton of people who were like, this would be amazing to see. And now, because of what we're talking about, social media yeah. and spoilers and stuff like that, this is a positive that's come from that. Yep. So, yeah, this is just, this is a confusing time it in really the is. world of professional wrestling. I think a spot, you know, and I know we're, we're getting a little bit long into this, but I think, you know, this is another spot where I think that they could really use it to their advantage. I think because all in is coming up very, very soon. Yes. Another month and we're going to be uh, into this here. There is an opportunity because we're seeing a lot of promotions cross over and mingle there. I think that is a good spot to use a lot of what we were just kind of talking about. Oh, yeah. And I think then you can really, really build this up and then they could really throw it in WWE's face and go, look at what we're doing. And, you know, for you guys, social media is a hindrance. For us, it's just making this huge, right? So, yes. So, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, because I, you know, this conversation kind of went in an interesting direction. Cause I was really, really concerned about it. And then you mentioned that Sam McCallum thing. I was like, I had that almost kind of light bulb moment. Yeah. You know, it, it can be really used for a positive thing if, you know, people stay in character and we don't see like Sammy Callahan and say like a, 
you know, uh, a Pentagon Jr. sitting there having a burger together. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> then that kills the whole damn mystery of the whole thing and the, the excitement. So, so yeah, keep that stuff uh, under wraps like it should be. That's right. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to end off, Carl. And uh, we, we covered quite a bit here, even oh, more did. than I kind of expected. So uh, let's end off by... Uh, you tell everybody about our social media and I will let everybody know where they can find us. Definitely. So you guys know already, if you were listening from the beginning, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all of that by searching at JK podcasts. And I want to make sure that you guys know when you go and check out those social media sites, you click the link that is in there to go to the Collar and Elbow brand website. Right now, again, they are having an up to 75% off sale that's happening. They have added in a couple of new items that are on sale. They have added in a clearance section to the website. So once those items are gone, they're gone. So if you want to get in on what is becoming one of the hottest brands in professional wrestling clothing right now, you need to make sure you check out Collar and Elbow brand so that you guys can be part of it just as we are and use our promo code JK podcast and get yourselves an additional 10% off your entire order, even including sale and clearance items. Yeah, that fact that you can include our promo with those big sale things, that's huge. That's huge. And I know that there's certain times of year, and I, I bet you watch we for Christmas time this year, there's going to be something with that too. There'll be like a huge discount. Oh, there will be. Code. Oh, yeah. And those deals, are it's it's impossible to refuse that. Now, for, of course, listening to us, you can, of course, find us on Podbean, our original home there, and, of course, now on the gorillaposition.com as part of the Roar Network. Also on iTunes, Google Play Music, um, Google's standalone podcast app and all those other podcatchers out there were all on, on those as well. So we're all over the place. We are. And we're even, you know, appearing on other podcasts with, uh, with, uh, promos and whatnot. So very cool time for us here. Um, you know, just in, in retrospect to go from where we were before, you know, to where we are now, it's been quite the journey so far. I it definitely say. has been. And I mean, again, huge shout out to the gorilla position.com and the roar network and not just the average marks, but all of the podcasts right now that are included on the roar network. I believe there is, we're up to five different podcasts, uh, four or five yep. that, that are on the roar network right now. And it only seems to continue to be growing daily. So make sure you guys go and check out the gorilla position.com. And you guys can, from there, find the Roar Network, find our podcast, find the other podcasts that are on there, and really get into and delve into some good reading when it comes to professional journalism in the world of professional wrestling from our friend, Ryan Bowman. I couldn't have worded that any better myself, and I think it's a perfect way to end off there. All right, we will see you guys on the next one. Ciao. This is Ryan Bowman, editor in chief of the GorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J and K podcast. Mm-hmm.